What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I have the owner of REI Sift on the podcast, Tyler Austin. And I actually asked him a very specific question for me since I'm jumping back into flipping houses again. How would I use his software to just get started without a lot of a big budget? And he gave me some very specific tips. In fact, like some secrets that I can't believe that he shared towards the end of the show. So make sure that you tune into this one, you guys enjoy it, and get your tickets to Flip Hacking Live. Go to fliphackinglive.com right now and grab your tickets. Tyler is going to be there. He's going to give a presentation and he's going to have a round table with all 25 speakers that are going to have a round table at the event and some of the sponsors are going to have one too. You can sit down with them for hours and ask them one-on-one direct questions to your like most burning needs that you have. There's somebody there that can get the answer for you for sure. Just that alone is worth 10 times the price of admission. Go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket and here we go. This is my interview with Tyler Austin. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity, and that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, what is going on, everybody? I have a good friend of mine here with me today from REI Sift. You guys probably remember we uh, were together last year around this time before Flip Hacking Live, but this is uh, Tyler Austin. So we got together last year, talked a lot about REI Sift, uh, what his software did, and I wanted to bring him back because I know he's made some changes. And with everything that's going on in the marketplace right now, like with the real estate market and with your guys' business, like as things change, so does our support, right? And what we should be focusing on, what we should be looking at. Right now, I think money is a huge thing. We're doing this 30 day to 500K challenge inside of our Flip Hacking Live Facebook group right now. And I just kicked it off today. It's absolutely imperative that you guys figure out how to go find money. Like I tell you, I'm telling you right now, the hard money lenders are gonna start slowing down and they already have. The banks are gonna stop funding your stuff. If you can't figure out how to go find private money or have money in your back pocket, like that will grow your business. If, if we do get into a deep recession, if we do start seeing uh, things drop off in your housing, money is going to be the thing that you need. It's, it is, I've been talking about this for like three years and it came true in, during COVID, those three months in COVID, and then again in July when all the hard money lenders just stopped funding deals randomly because the market started shifting. So a uh, huge thing, but I got Tyler today. We're gonna talk about his software, REI Sift, how it can help you. And I've got like a secret agenda for myself uh, for a little bit of coaching from him one-on-one that you guys can eavesdrop in. So Tyler, thanks for coming, man. Thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, it's always a pleasure, you know, having conversations conversations with you, Bill. And uh, as always, I love giving back as much as I can with anybody who has any. Uh, hopefully, this resonates with people. Oh, I know that it will for sure. Especially, uh, we talked a little bit pre-show about what you've got going on. So, uh, if you give it, give somebody like a little bit of background if they don't know who you are or what REI Sift is. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, Tyler Austin, um, I am also prior military, just like Bill. Um, I did eight years, uh, in the air force. Um, I was a munitions systems technician, uh, and then went into kind of like the cyber world, which is kind of important to understand, uh, kind of, uh, the fact that I, I had a background in that techie space. Right. And then I, I kind of switched over and I started working in, uh, with the government, did some work with some three three letter agencies and stuff, doing some fun uh, things against planes and cars and power plants and stuff like that, right? Some uh, more techie stuff. 
Um, and what I really got really, really, really good at was looking at data, like understanding, because we're talking about things where one little change can affect lives, like lots and lots and lots of lives. Um, and, uh, and then I started my real estate company uh, in order to try to kind of get out of the, the rat race that was the debt that I put myself in as a, as a, as a dumb, you know, uh, young airman um and trying to climb myself out and and i thought that once i got to the gs12 i was going to have all this money in the world to be able to pay off all these debts and then it just didn't happen right i was like oh crap like i'm still living paycheck to paycheck somehow um and so i started real estate um my first uh quarter uh doing a wholesaling slash you know flipping kind of operation kind of combined did about 250 grand and then it kind of just continued to go up from there to where I kind of peaked around at like 1.3 range, but I was spending like, I spent like 30K in marketing to make 1.3. And it was like, um, it was really like, just absolutely amazing. And I was, I got out of debt and I kind of changed my family trajectory. And just so real estate was just that catalyst for me um, to not only enter into business in a way that I've never been able to succeed before, because I've been building websites since I was 12, trying to like create like online stores and stuff. Nothing ever was successful, right? Um, uh, and, uh, and so it ended up being successful, uh, with me in real estate in, I think it was 20, late 2016, 2017, sometime in there, um, when I had started and, uh, and yeah, and so continued to go up, uh, founded REISIP in, in 2019 to try to help others, uh, understand their data. Cause I, I, I seen how much people were spending on like direct mail, for example, and how much more they were spending for no reason. And I wanted to try to help, um, people um you know have the success that i was having when it came to the management of data and since then you know we've evolved um with helping over ten thousand real estate investors through like our education um and uh, thousands of, of users and, and and now you know the product's at a point where it's kind of like uh, what i've been calling like the cradle to grave right like so from the time that you you know get data into your business to the time that it converts to revenue we call it from prospect to revenue um, you know, REI is kind of that central tool in your business. I kind of like to compare it to kind of like QuickBooks, right? Like uh, everybody uses some sort of financial tool like QuickBooks or FreshBooks or something like that to manage their money. They, if they wonder where their money's at, they're going to go directly to that and say, okay, how much did I spend on marketing this month or this, whatever. REI stuff is that for like your sales and marketing teams. Like how much, how many probates did I get in? Let me go look. How many converted to a lead? I can see that, right? That whole uh, how many times did we call it? How many times did we dial? How many tasks did we take? You know, all these different things, right? RES is kind of that central tool, but as an individual, uh, uh, more than anything, though, I'm a, I'm a husband and I'm, I'm a dad to a beautiful seven-year-old girl and a one-year-old son. That's awesome. Okay, you said something that hopefully triggered a lot of uh, jaws to drop in their car, spent $30,000 in marketing and made $1.3 million. So, if you can show everybody how to do that in the next 10 or 15 minutes, I would appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. in, in all seriousness, so what? before we kind of jump into the questions, I, I'd like a little, something that I'm doing right now and being a little bit selfish here that I think that you can help me with. So um, our listeners probably know, a lot of them, the people that follow me, they know I, for our YouTube channel, our seven figure flipping YouTube channel right now, I am jumping back into flip houses again myself, like taking calls, going to appointments, things like that. But I'm not allowed to use any of my stuff. So like I can't use my email list. I can't use my any softwares that I have that I pay for um, any. I can't raise money myself. So I'm actually going to use my COO. 
So he's going to do the 500K challenge. He's, he's going through it right now, starting today, to raise money off, off his money. Um, he's going to have to qualify for the loan, things like that. Like, I can't use my background with or relationships with hard money lenders. I can't use the mailhouse discount that I have. I can't use any of the things that basically mm-hmm. just some random person off the street that was working a W-2 job would be, wouldn't have access to. And so I'm going to track everything, like every dollar that I spend. So if I, if I buy your software, it has to be full price that anybody else would have. I can't have a good friend discount, like, and and I have to like use the software and, and track all of it. So I'm actually going to spend my own money. I'm going to track it all. And I'm going to show them like a real timeline. We're going to record calls, record appointments, see how horrible I am. And it's all going to be on our YouTube channel. So like we're going to go through like this undercover house flipper, basically, like just drop me on the corner with my knowledge and my belief and watch how quickly I can get a deal done. Um, now we're about a week into this right now and I've already underwritten like 10 different deals. We've looked and gone to different properties. I was out of town for like 10 days and my COO and our videographer went and walked through properties and I watched the videos and broke it down and everything like that. So I, right now, all I've done, I didn't want to spend a lot of marketing money. So all I've done is, is contract or contact every single wholesaler that's out there that I could find online. I post, I had my, and I'm, by the way, I'm not even allowed to use my Facebook page, like my personal Facebook page. So I, because somebody might send me a deal knowing that I'm in real estate and they trust me. So my COO is like six, eight and a little bit scary. And so he, he, we're posting on his Facebook page. I I went through and went in all the local groups, like garage sale groups, uh, Facebook groups, um, buy, sell trade, like all that stuff. And just said, "I, I need a deal. Like I need to close on a deal in a week. What do you have? We went in all the local RIA pages and we just went and put like sweat equity in right now. Now, the question that I have for you with all that background, and I realize I wasted a ton of our time with it, but how, like, what would you do to, to, to help me. So I want, I, I located my area. I know where I want to be. I want to be pretty close to me. I found an area that's a little bit distressed, blue collar kind of area. Be great for some flips. And, um, and in the price point that I think would work for us, what would you tell me to do using REI SIFT? Like how could I, how could I use your software to minimize cost? Maybe I spend a little bit extra time working or something like that. Like how would I use your software to get a deal quickly? Okay. Um, so this is, um, this is kind of funny. So before uh, I answer that question, just really quick, I actually, REI SIP right now started a company called Happy Acquisitions with almost the same kind of like idea in mind. Uh, I got my buddy Armani out of Dallas. I got myself and we actually, ironically, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm going through the same experience because I, I haven't like worked my own deals and stuff like that for like two years. Right. And so I said, you know what, like I need, I need to, gain back some credibility from from these people i need to show them like hey what we what we do you know works whether no matter who you are and so um so i i i, I totally understand what you're saying uh in the in number one the importance behind it because it's so important for people to understand how to do this right now um in this market so um what i would do well, hey before you go on if i can jump in yeah the other reason why i think it's really important that we do this at least me is i'm telling people now is the best time to get in Yes. Like, it, like right now is such an amazing time. Like distress is starting to creep up. It's, it's, 
it, it has been really hard to find deals the past few years. And the people who have been finding deals in the last few years, they're, they're concerned and worried. And I'm like, what are you worried about? You should be doing backflips in your living room. This is the time. All you have to do is shift from working harder on the buyers to now working a little bit harder on the, uh, on the sales side, the, the disposition side. So I'm like, now's the right time. And like, I'm, who am I to say that when I'm not putting my money and my reputation on the line? So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just jumping back in. Let's go. I love it. I, I think that's fantastic. So, all right. So, so out of just a couple questions here to kind of help me out. Um, when you, when you say area blue collar, how much, what, what's a, like a rough population size that we're talking here in that, in that area? Oh, it's probably two, two, two to 300,000. Let me look. Okay. So, so, I mean, we're talking, we're not talking a community here. We're, we're talking like, uh, like a, 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 a county or, um, you know, a larger population. So, um, yeah. So, okay. The, the county itself down there has 95,000. Okay. Um, so this is something that I actually ran for the channel too, because I, as I was underwriting it all and looking at it, so this, the little, the town area that I'm looking at has 40,000, the county has a hundred. And so 40,000 or so of that is in the, is in the area that I'm looking. Okay, perfect. So, and then in this, in this area, um, is this, um, population wise, are we talking, you know, people mine your age or is it, you know, when you say blue collar, are you talking a little bit older, upper 50s, 60s, 70s? Do we know that? Yeah, most of the people, most of the people that I'll be talking to are probably like, so just to give you an idea, this is a suburb of Nashville. Okay. So it's about 45, it's about an hour south of Nashville. I'm like 40 minutes south of Nashville. It's like 20 minutes south of me. So a lot of these people are like holding on. It's, it's homes that they've owned for probably a longer period of time. They have been, they're older kind of rundown houses, probably uh, the majority of houses I would say were probably forties, fifties, sixties build okay. right around there. And a lot of these people are like, the prices are going up in this suburb of Nashville, like an hour South of Nashville. And they're just, they're like ready to move further South to the country. Probably a lot of them. Okay. So yeah, probably a little bit older. Um, but there's still some, there's still some younger folks down there, but yeah, it's predominantly older and, and country. Older and country. Okay, cool. So what I would do um, is if I have that town of 40,000, and I know we, we, we have a budget here that we're trying to make sure that we're, we're, we're being a little bit cheaper, um, you know, because maybe not everybody has that capability. If I did have the capability, let's just say if I had um, roughly, um, if I had roughly, you know, let's say, let's say I was starting it with, and I had like 1200 bucks or so. Um, even less than that. REICIP actually does have nationwide data that we're releasing. We have both commercial and uh, residential data that will be available inside of the platform. In fact, as of right now, people can request it from us and they can get it as part of their plan. But I would, I would, um, out of that 40,000, you know, individuals, if I can, I would pull all 40,000, um, which would, you know, in, in a lot of locations will cost you about 1200 bucks and get it cheaper from other, you know, platforms or whatever. But, um, I'm going to say, okay, I don't have 1200 bucks. Maybe I only have like a hundred bucks. So I'm just going to choose one zip code most likely in there. And I'm probably, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to focus on like the amount of high equity. I'm not going to focus on any parameters other than like, Hey, is there a house sitting there? But when I download the data, I am going to get the last sold date because I do want that. And so I'm going to pull down all that information for the sake of, of time. Um, let's just say that that's 5,000 records, right? So that's 5,000 properties. 
But it, what I know for certain is it's in my buy box, right? It's the properties that I want, it's the locations that I want, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to get that. The only reason I'm going to get that is because I want some data to be able to work. Meanwhile, I'm going to go out to the county. Hey, I'm going to, I, w- I want to jump in here because I think there's some things that somebody might not understand. So if I'm a little yeah. bit newer, like when you say they're in my buy box, like what does that look like and what should I be looking for? So by buy box, I mean, because you, 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 you want it to be in a, um, this specific location because of, um, you know, it's in the price point that you want, right? So, you know, the, the homes are 40, 50, 60s, they're in, let's just say 150 to 250,000, you know, price points. So your buy box is going to be your demographics. So the individuals um, that, that you're looking to uh, market to, the asset that you, that you desire, right, at the cost that you need it at, right? And so you kind of have like these three parameters. It's no different, like, if you're going to go to, um, if let's just say you wanted to buy a bouncy castle. Right? My daughter's birthday was uh, last week, so that's kind of first of mind here. You want to buy a bouncy castle, and you're going to quote, you know, the one from Amazon versus the one at Walmart versus the one at the dollar store, let's just say, right? You might look for specific characteristics like quality, how long is it going to last you, what's the price point, you know, the reviews, and these different things. So that's your buy criteria. Right for that specific product, and 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 the houses are our assets. However, people are the 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 catalyst to be able to get the asset. And so instead of Walmart or Amazon, it's the person, right? And it's what that person can kind of uh, serve us, how they can serve us through you know their situation that they're going through in order to buy the asset itself. And so all of those things kind of kind of align to be able to have consistency. And so when I talk about a buy box or I'm trying to find a buy box, I'm looking for again that asset to be in the right you know the right type of asset that I want. I want to be able to buy it at a specific price point based off of, you know, the access to money that I have through like the 500K challenge. Maybe I have 500K. Cool. Well, if I want to do 10 a year and I want to use 500K, what price does it need to be at for me able to rotate that 500K 10 times a year, right? Or whatever the math is, right? And then I also need the people, I need I need there to be a problem that persists enough for me to always be able to produce money from this. Um, so what I look for is I look for at least a 10% turnover rate in that specific location. Right. Because I know if, if it's, you know, if there's 40,000 properties there and, it, and, and 10% of that is is selling every year, then I know that, OK, cool. Well, 10% selling every year, I'm going to go focus on just this community. And cool, that community has a thousand properties and it has 10% rotating in it. That's 10 properties a year. I'm just going to focus on that one community. And I'm going to get 10 properties a year from it. Right. And so I try to narrow down in and then expand out. Right. And so use the narrow, the smaller data set to build a process and something that's repeatable and then work myself out and then dominate that at a, at a scale. Right. And so um, I just kind of said, OK, 40,000 uh, is what you said that down is. I'm going to narrow down and just get 5000 properties from a specific zip code or maybe a community in that location. Um, and that's just going to be all of the addresses. I'm not caring about the amount of equity that they have. I'm just getting all the addresses because at the end of the day, my job as a marketer is to get correct numbers. That's it. I don't necessarily care if they want to sell now or tomorrow. I just need a correct number to the homeowner because once I have enough homeowners, if I get 5,000 correct numbers, I could I could run that business for the rest of my life most likely without having to get any more numbers, at least for a few years successfully because I know that that community has a 10% turnover, right? And so if that community has a 10% turnover and I have all 5,000 phone numbers to the whole community, I just have to play a follow-up game at that point. And so the difference between how I market and how I educate marketing is that I say, hey, listen, change your perspective and understand that every wrong number found is money saved and every correct number is money earned. 
not every lead because every correct number should convert to a lead at some point in time. But that doesn't solve our problem that you just said, where you need to want, you need, you need to make money today, right? Like you're trying to get a deal fast, right? And so this is where we have to add in another equation here. And this is where the person in the demographics comes in, um, where now I, I want to choose something that I, that, that, that has, uh, some persistence behind it, right? Something that's money related, health related, or uh, uh, time related. So money, health, and time, uh, and preferably at least two of those things. Because if you have ill health, then you have lack of time. If you have lack of time, meaning that uh, there's a, an auction coming up, that means you have lack of money, right? And so they correlate with each other. And so based off of the questions I asked you about the age and stuff like that, I'm gonna base my next vexation based off of that usually ask about medium sales price and stuff like that as well. But let's just say, um, I'm just gonna say probate. So I'm gonna go find out how do I get a probate list inside of uh, that community. And I'm not gonna pull the, the last one year in probates. That doesn't help me. Cause what did I just do to myself? I just made it to where now I have to try to play catch up to a thousand probates. Let's just say there's a thousand probates in the last year. That'd be a lot. Let's just say there's a thousand probates in the last year and that whole, let's say it's a thousand in that whole town, right? There's only, We'll say in the last year, there's only 250 in that one community, right? Um, but that's still a lot for me to have to work through. Some of those could have already have had people they're conversating with and stuff like that. And so I don't want to do that. I'm going to pull just the last month. And let's say that's 15. Okay. I'm going to say that there's 15 probates over the last month. I'm going to pull that list. There's a lot of locations to get that from, to, preferably from the county. And now I'm going to work through that 15. And I'm going to do that every week. Every week, I'm going to pull that same probate data from the same location. I'm going to call every week. It might only be five or seven, right? Um, but I'm going to call every week those five or seven new probates. And all I'm going to focus on is getting in contact with somebody, right? A correct number to somebody that understands the asset. Um, and when I don't have probates to call, I'm going to switch over. And I'm going to call 50 a day of my blanket data. Because again, I'm just working for correct numbers. And my, my KPI is not how many leads does it take to get a deal, it's how many correct numbers does it take to get uh, a contract, right? And that's all I'm gonna focus on. And then once I get a contract, I'm gonna focus on how do I make that, how many correct numbers it takes to get a contract? What is the cost of getting a correct number? I'm gonna work on trying to get that cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Because if I can get a correct number for 15 cents compared to $5 through some other strategy, then I know I'm gonna continue focus on that that strategy right um but to summarize i just spit a bunch out i'm going to narrow down into the town to a specific community that has at least a 10 percent annual turnover that has how do you find the 10 percent annual turnover uh i'm going to ask a real estate agent to look at an mls for me yeah okay um and then i'm going to i'm going to pull that whole community right ideally it's at least like a thousand properties um uh or something like that because i need i need something to work right uh, if not, I need to expand out that, you know, that community a little bit higher um, or focus on multiple communities. Um, and then uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and say, okay, cool, I have everybody's address. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, I'm going to find a problem that I believe in that I feel like I can solve. Um, probate's a good one. Tax is a good one. The reason I don't like tax delinquencies when I'm just starting is because with tax delinquencies, um, they're usually an annual list. And I can't get new, fresh problems every single week. And I need problems every week that I can solve. Uh, with tax delinquency, I'm playing catch up. When I get the list initially, there's a lot of cleanup. And I got to do a lot of things to get through to find the people that you haven't already reached. Because the only difference between you entering in that market, let's say you enter in 
it last week, like you said, and I'm like, I'm going to enter it today. The only difference between your company and my company today is that you have more correct numbers to people that live in that community than I do. So I have to spend more time and energy to get them, right? Because the only difference to me, if there's a company that's been in Dallas for 10 years marketing, right? Besides their brand authority, or maybe they don't even have that. If I hopped into Dallas today, if they're not tracking how all their correct numbers, wrong numbers, and, and the data behind their business, we're on equal playing fields. I can hop in Dallas and I have just as much equal opportunity as they do because they're not tracking all those things. Right? That's why CRM and lead management is so important because that's the only IP intellectual property us as real estate companies have. And uh, at any rate, I'm going to get that probate list. I'm going to work on it um, uh, every week. I'm going to pull it in. I'm going to call them. Anybody that I don't get numbers to, I'm going to send them direct mail, right? And it's going to probably be manual at that quantity, right? Um, anybody who I end up not reaching on the phone, I'm then going to send direct mail. Um, and so every morning, my cadence looks like this. Wake up, follow-up calls. Do I have any new probates to call? No. Okay, I'm going to work through my 50, uh, you know, just records in that market, get as many correct numbers as I can. Else. Uh, once I get done through that, is there anybody that needs to direct mail to? Cool, I do. I got to send 50 right amount, send them, move to my next day, and I'm going to continue doing that uh, every single day. And it's just going to be the KPIs on that. How many calls does it take to get a correct number? How many correct numbers does it, to take, does it take to get an interested party? And how many interested parties does it take to get a deal? Okay, so how much of this, like, take me through the process of your software. Like, how okay. much of this is, do I understand, like, okay, if I get an REI SIFT account, what of what of that am I getting from from your software versus other places that I have to go? Yeah, great question. Um, so um, the process that I just mentioned is where REI SIF like excelled at, right? Um, because um, what you're going to do is you're going to get the data. You can get the data is available in so many locations. We're we're not biased against where you have to get data from. Like I don't care where you get it from. An address is an address, right? At the end of the day, does it still sit on the dirt? If the answer is yes, then then we're good to go, right? And so we don't focus too much on providing data. Um, we think it's available everywhere. In fact, I'd rather all the niche stuff, you go directly to your county and get it um, and then pull it in. In fact, I just spoke to a seven-figure flipping uh, customer who both of us know. In fact, they may or may not have something to do with your previous plane um, that is doing some fantastic numbers off of just foreclosures on the strategy that I'm talking about that I just mentioned with probates. I mean, we're talking multiple millions like projected off of just one problem, which is just a beautiful thing because it's predictable, right? Um, and so what we want you to do is we want you to upload um, that data into REI SIFT. And then inside of REI SIFT, you're gonna see all of those prospects, right? You're gonna see that bucket of records that are ready to be worked. And inside of REI SIFT, you're gonna create the flow. You're gonna map it out because the least, the, you gotta be able to not have to think. Right. You want to be able to wake up in the morning, though. I got to click on this button and then click on this and then this. And you want your team members to have the same clarity. Right. And so you're going to upload that data to REI SIF. You're going to um, click on the new records need skipped button. And then you're going to skip tracing. And if they get results back, there's going to be another button you click that says uh, new records never cold called. You can click on that. And it's going to be like, oh, three records then. Great. New records. Skip trace, but no return phone numbers. Okay, cool. I know I got to send mail to those, right? And so you're going to have the buttons to click to know what data needs to go where in my business. And then um, once you do that for your first day, the next day it's what tasks do I have to do today? 
Task due today, click that button, okay? Work through all those follow-ups. Um, I'm done, what do I do now? Uh, needs initial phone call button, click there and call through everything that needs their initial phone call, right? The first outbound call, right? And so our guys tip is that allows you from a prospecting perspective to upload that data work through that data, whether you're click to calling it in REI SIP or sending it over to a bulk dialer, your business right now should not be using a bulk dialer. Realistically, it should be using a click to call, working through the records. Um, and then, uh, you know, you're going to continue doing that. And then as you upload new data, it's the same process. Cool. Uh, or my SOP says upload new probates on Wednesdays. Great. I upload them on there. It says click on never been skip trace before. Great. Those need skip trace. It says after I do that, click on the didn't get phone numbers back. Okay, send those mail, uh, and then boom, the records are available again. And you continue doing that. And once something converts to a lead, right, you switch the status of that prospect to a lead, and now boom, CRM functionality kicks in. Okay, now it's like, okay, well, do I need to do my follow-up call? Do I have a task for that? Did I make a task? Um, oh, they weren't, they didn't answer. Cool, I got to do a follow-up with lead tomorrow task, right? And so you continue to build out this processes. And REI SIP, what's beautiful about it is, um, you have the capability to create whatever flow you want, right? And then you have us as a software company teaching you the best way to use the product. But at the same time, it's not just a software company. It's a software company built from people who have had success in real estate saying like, hey, you're going down a path you don't need to focus on right now. You should be redirecting and focusing on the, the pro what I call the problem within the problem, right? And you know, this is where a lot of companies fail, the problems within problems. And a good example of this is, is when people say, I'm not generating, generating any leads. Okay, pause, explain. Well, I'm cold calling every single day and I'm getting, okay, pause. When you're cold calling, are people picking up the phone? Yes, okay, pause. When they pick up the phone, are they the right homeowner or are they the wrong homeowner? Well, most of them are wrong homeowners. Okay, pause. And we you know, dissect that down and figure out, well, where's the problem within the problem? Because if you're saying you're not generating leads, but you're talking to people on the phone, then that's a different problem uh, that we need to address. And if you're not, if, so if not, if, if they're not, if they are picking up the phone and not the right homeowner, then okay, well, it might be a skip tracing problem. Let's, let's try a different skip tracing provider. Now let's check what's going on. Okay, you're still picking up the phone, but are they more correct homeowners? Yes, they are. Great. So they're not interested? No, they're not. Okay, well, now we have a question on, is it the conversation that you're having that's the problem or is it the data set that you're marketing to is the problem? And right, so the problem within the problems where, where companies fail and where I found as I was building REI SIF, the biggest problem within the problem for, I would say 90% of companies that are generating leads is that they're giving away their lead management to technology. And what I mean by that is automatic drip follow-up is the killer of like 90% of businesses because they spend all this time and energy, all this money pulling the data, skip tracing it, marketing to it, the time associated with that to generate a lead, their most valuable thing in their business. And as soon as they say they're not interested in selling right now, you put them in an automated follow-up and now a robot's talking with them and taking care of them. And so what they do is they hand off their most valuable, valuable asset to somebody who can speak like you and I are speaking right now to, to, to help them through a situation. And I was just telling you today about a situation um, on a duplex that I'm buying where a week ago he was at 285 and today we agreed at 250 when a week ago he said he'd never do 250. What's the difference? My feet were sitting in front of him, across from him, 
uh, emotionally attaching to the problem that was at hand, right? Uh, the divorce that was going on. And robots can't do that. Um, so there's a time and place for technology. And people tend to gravitate to the things that are sexy instead of the things that work and the processes that are important to follow. Um, and they like to hire people to give themselves freedom. And they like to put processes in place so that employee works 50% um, of what they should be working, but you pay them 100% of their salary, which is a huge business failure as well. Right. If you're going to hire a lead manager, they should be doing lead management, not answering just inbound phone calls. Right. They need to be actually nurturing leads. And so um, to answer your question directly, uh, REI SIF handles, handles that whole process, um, except for like pulling the probate list. Right. Um, we also are not a platform that adds dialer like we don't have a dialer internal organic to the platform um we we integrate with the best dialers in the business so we have a direct integration with call tools uh, ready mode um, air call well we're releasing an integration with smartphone here uh, over the next month or so and so we integrate with the best because we believe that we need to continue to focus on being the best data platform and by data i mean your prospects and your lead management and your your, your intelligence of your business um not uh building out things we have no business in putting our, our, our attention on, right? Like someone else is spending a lot of money building a dialer. Let's let's integrate with them. And you should build a tech stack in your business that um, works, right? And that tech stack shouldn't really cost anything more than $500 to $1,000 a month, right? Um, you only need a dialer or an SMS platform, you know, a CRM prospect management. Uh, you start marketing before you generate leads. So you should have a, a prospect management tool before a CRM. RISF does both of them. So it's kind of win-win. Um, and outside of those two, you don't really need that much more, right? Like someone to talk to the, you know, the prospects and the sellers and, you know, something to manage the, the, the market response from those conversations. Um, so I think a lot of people get just too wrapped up in finding things to solve in their business, which I think you as a coach and, and mentor, you know, you see that a lot. Like people just finding things that they just want to focus their time on when really they should just be focused on what's right. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me right now is I just wanted to generate some free leads with a little bit of time and just let other people bring me stuff. So like realtors started bringing us leads, wholesalers starting bringing us leads. Like we're going to flip this house, this house in the beginning, probably. Right. And I, cause yeah. I don't have, I haven't built up a, an email list, a buyer's list. Like I can't use my buyer's list. So I haven't started that yet. I'm just like, just bring me leads. I'll analyze deals and we'll make some offers. And if we get one, then, oh crap, like we got to go raise money and we got to close it. We got to, I can't use any contractors that I know. So I have to go find yeah. contractors. I'm probably going to get ripped off a couple times and you guys are going to be able to watch it. So like all, all this stuff is happening like quickly, but my, my thought is like, I'm going to use a piece of paper and a pencil in the beginning and try to manage all that stuff. But if there's something here where I can use like, so I went in and I pulled, I was going to pull all the data. Right. And then I was going to go send mail and I, I did the math and I was like, man, like that's my bread and butter. My entire career so far in, in real estate has basically been direct mail, like data. And, and I know how to run the numbers. I know how to look at data. I know, I know what I need to spend to get a deal. And it's a lot higher now than it was when I started in 2015. So I was like, most people, maybe they have $500,000 a month. And so I got to keep this really cheap and really simple. And so I was like, I, I can't even do this yet. 
Like I called my mail provider and he's like, dude, if you didn't have your discount, like it's a lot higher and more expensive. So I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Well I said, charge, you got to charge me full price. And he's like, why? He's like, I'm not charging you full price. Why would I, you drive me so much business? I was like, no, no, you have to charge me full price. So he'll be at Flip Hacking Live. His name's Joe at, at Evergreen. And I, he's like fighting me for 10 minutes. I was like, Joe, look, I got to pay full price. How much is it? And he sent it. He's like, if they're not a member of your mastermind group, if they're not a member of, uh, you know, come to Flip Hacking Live. And this is just like, this is how much they want to send, like a couple thousand cards a month. This is what the price is. I was like, oh my gosh, like that went up insane amount. And so I sat there and was like, okay, what should I do? So I, I, I like, because I, we have like, uh, with List Source, we have a discount. So it's like 49 bucks a month. I get three cents a name. So that, that math that you gave me, um, you know, pulling all 40,000 records, 1200 bucks at three cents a name. So I would pay the 49 bucks for the first month, pull the records, then cancel it. So I paid 50 bucks to get that discount. Right. And yeah. uh, by the way, if you're listening, like, I really don't care if you do that. I, I don't, I don't love it if you do it like every single month, but you know, if you want to get your first list and, and cancel after our 49 bucks, that's fine. So I, um, but if you want to pull like list after list, we have two ninety nine a year. So what I want to do is, is get some of that information. It sounds like I can, I can input it into the system and then I can skip trace right there. So I can hit a button and it'll skip trace inside of your software. Yeah, you can skip trace our software. And this is something you can take from this from anybody else, right? Like, you can use our skip tracing for convenience. I think that's great. Um, the other big thing about our skip tracing is if there is somebody that owns multiple properties, which is something I'm familiar And I'm gonna give you a secret sauce here in a second that I, that I want you to actually focus on if you do this, right? Um, it, it revolves around the 30,000 for 1.2 million or 1.3 million. Um, but, um, we recommend that you skip trace in at least two different locations at minimum, if you're going to do a, a cold calling operation, right? Whatever your first location is great. If it's REI SIF, fantastic. If it's your second location is REI SIF, that's been, you know, whatever. But the nice thing about REI SIF first is that if you, if you have somebody that has multiple properties in your account, um, which, you know, in list source, they have that option to remove duplicate owners, never click that button. It's a silly button. They should remove it. Um, people that send direct mail do that because they're like, oh, I want to save on direct mail. Yeah, but you also lose portfolio deals that way, right? And so it's really important not to click that button. So you're going to export that, you're going to upload REI, and let's say out of the 40,000 records, right, there's 10,000 uh, owners um, that have at least two properties, right? Skip trace, skip trace at an REI, SIP, it's only going to charge you one time and it's going to share that information across all properties so that you're not skip tracing double the amount where other skip tracing providers are going to charge you for each response back. Right. Um, so there's that. However, um, after you skip trace through that, those people you don't get results from, if you're going to do volume marketing, um, we say, Hey, export skip trace in a second location, upload the REI SIF, make sure you tell us that you skip trace in that location because we want to track that. Because if you skip trace something in two different locations and you still didn't get results, Hey, that's direct mail all day, every day. Cause anybody who's doing a cold calling operation isn't hitting those people at all right? Because we verified two different locations. So there's a lot of things that you can evolve as an operation to continue to enhance and, and, and tighten up the leaky faucet and save money here and save money there. But like, if you're a direct mail king, right, then I would say, hey, cool, upload all 40,000, right? You're going to spend 1200 bucks there, but then you're also going to get that vacancy check right when you upload. And I would say, cool, well, let's number one, filter out vacant mailing addresses. Because if you were just to buy that from ListSource and just send it send mail to it. There's a lot of those addresses that are vacant mailing addresses, vacant owner occupied addresses. And so you're going to send mail, you're going to pay the 50 cents per postcard or whatever it is right now. And let's just say there's a hundred properties, you just wasted 50 bucks, right? Because, and they're just going to get returned mail. And so in REI, if we can, that, 
that for an essentials user that pays for the subscription for the month, right? And so you can say, hey, vacant mailing, no. So there's no vacant mailing addresses. Vacant property, yes. And let me send mail to these out of state vacant uh, properties. And maybe that's only like 1,500 properties instead of 40,000. But it's to the 1,500 that would have probably responded to my direct mail to begin with. And I only had to send it to 1,500 instead of 40,000 to get the response, right? Because I have the data intelligence to tell me where I should focus my energy. And then I can cold call the rest of them because that's cheaper or whatever. Okay, so there's there's a section in there that I can see that it's vacant um, houses and then vacant mailing addresses. So, and that's all in your system. Yeah, so you can see vacant houses, vacant uh, mailing, and the longer your data sits in REISIF, we actually track how long it's been vacant. So you can do niche campaigns. And so like, imagine if you had, so imagine if you were using REISIF, if REISIF existed when you started in, let's say 2015, right? Right, and you could filter back to the date in 2015, January 2015, it's still vacant since then. Like that is like, let's say that's 100 properties. That 100 properties is, is clearly like worth spending some time doing. It's been vacant for five years, six, oh my gosh, seven years now, right? And, and so there's that house power. and I would just go to that house and like rekey it. And then I would just rent it out. Like, that, that like my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and that's really powerful. In fact, we have users doing this where um, they actually have filters where they've already marketed to properties, right? So they have a correct number to the homeowner, but what they're doing is they're watching for it to become vacant because we check vacancy every single month. So they're, they have it. Um, correct phone numbers, and then they have newly vacant as a filter. And so it's a newly vacant property. They have a correct number already. So that's an easy follow-up win to somebody who was not interested. Hey, I'm just giving you a call. I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I know this sounds really creepy, but um, did, did you, the, the property vacant now, did the tenant move out? Uh, would you be interested in selling, right? Like, like uh, so you have information that you can be proactively to see where there's time that you should spend energy because if you don't have the in intelligence, and it's not saying you gotta do all these things at once, it's things you slowly add into your business and plug the holes on, but this is why you know uh, some other random wholesaler or some other random flipper can get a house in your market, right? People expand out to these other counties and these other cities and stuff because they're like, there's no more deals in my market. It's like, no, you're just not, you don't have all the holes plugged up or you don't dominate your market, there's a difference. And if you did that, more deals would be organically coming to you if you just dominate your market, because more word of mouth would happen and your business as a whole would thrive more than trying to spend your energy like going into all these other different markets. So REISF has a vacancy mailing, vacancy uh, owner uh, address or, or property address, as well as last unvacant. So we also track how many, uh, all the properties that become no longer vacant, because if they became no longer vacant and let's say it was on an evictions list previously, then we know that that person put someone in it Right. And uh, and so now maybe I don't want to send direct mail to there anymore. Maybe I want to do something else. And so it's you know, we're doing a lot of different things on the vacancy perspective. Hmm. That sounds awesome. Is that the secret tip that you were going to give me for your. Oh, no, I forgot about the secret tip. Um, so we also remember I said that if you skip trace one owner and they own multiple properties that you uh, that we would only skip trace once. Right. Well, the reason why we spent so little on marketing and did so much is because we actually only had 11 contracts, I believe it was when we did that, but we had 45 properties, right? And so my average contract to property ratio was like three or four properties per contract or closer to four or five, right? In fact, one of them um, was actually seven. Um, and so what I did is I said, hey, well, 
I'm a lazy person, right? I'm, I'm not like my, my trade is, I was a hacker by trade, right? And so hackers love to find ways to shortcut the system, right? And so I was like, well, I know that there's people that own multiple properties and I know some of these people that own multiple properties, what if they pass away or what if one of them's tax delinquent? You know, it's just general sense to me like that I would, you know, I would, um, I don't know, uh, sell this to keep this, right? Um, and so what I started to do is I started to market to people who had portfolios, specific for portfolios between three to five properties that had a problem associated with one of the properties at least. And so what we ended up doing is we ended up locking up contracts with one, you know, two, three, four, five, you know, properties at a time because they were selling off their portfolio to save their own, their the property they lived in or vice versa. And so in REI SIP on the records page, we have an owner records tab. And so you can actually see, and I'm looking in mine right now, I can see uh, if I click on the person's tab, because we separate trust companies and, um, and, and people separately, because I, I don't want to market to the co companies right away. I'm, I want to market to a sole individual. Um, and I can see that this person, Alfie, ba, I can't pronounce that last name, um, owns nine properties, right? So I'm going to click on that. Um, and I can see all nine properties that they own right here. And I can see I've never marketed to them before. I don't, I have three phone numbers for them. None of those phone numbers have a status, uh, you know, for anything. So I've never called this person. And if I click on one of their properties, I can see that it's multifamily. This person owns, uh, in my account right now, the happy folks that are all 1300 multifamily in Okaloosa County. And I'm pulling probates on a weekly basis. Right? So similar to what I told you to do, except for, um, I'm focused on a multifamily. Um, so he has nine multifamily properties, right? I don't need all nine of those. I could take two of them. I love all nine of them. So it's it's just it's important to understand that you don't necessarily need to you know smash a ton of different homeowners. You you can shortcut the success, right? You can say, hey, I know that I'm wanting to generate X, Y, or Z. You know, how can I do less work? right? Uh, that yield the same amount of result, if not more. It's the same reason why a lot of people get into commercial properties, right? Like they like, oh, hey, I'm just going to jump into a bigger pond, right? Or the ocean instead of a pond. And uh, I'm going to start marketing to uh, large properties because I can do more. That same reason why people start focusing on 700 to $1.5 million properties instead of the first time home buyers. They know if I do a flip with a million dollars, I'm going to, I can probably do like, you know, 350K, you know, versus that would take me probably three or four you know, residential, uh, you know, first time home buyers to do. And so um, the big thing is just choosing the niche that you want to focus on. And it's really awesome when you can have like that tool that allows you to go down any direction that you want. But at the end of the day, the, the, the most powerful thing is just to remember that the more correct numbers that you gather to homeowners that own properties, the further you are ahead. The more of those that you gather, the, the more ahead you are from anybody starting the business, and the more wrong numbers you track and the more dead numbers that you track, the more that you retain that information, the, the less marketing dollars you're gonna have to spend in the future, which is the goal, right? As you grow a business, it's not to have to spend more every single month to make money, but to be able to spend less and increase that net profit and the, the, really the net margin of your business. And if you wanna scale, then cool. Then we just either start focusing on another niche or we start, expanding out the current niche that we're focusing on into more markets or whatever but we do it in a very predictable way you know um for every x amount of prospects i know that i can generate x amount of dollars the beautiful thing about being first to market like in the probate situation is let's just say you pulled 15 that day and one of them was a lead 
right? And they converted to a deal. Then as of right now, you have a 15 prospects to one deal ratio. So if next week, if you got seven prospects, seven probate prospects, you're like, oh, well, as of right now, I'm not going to make any money because I don't have enough prospects to get enough correct numbers to get enough contract, right? And uh, however, if you get 30, you know, the next week, it's like, cool, before I even start marketing, I know like predictably that I should have two contracts in there because I know that for every 30 or 15 uh, rather, you know, probate uh, prospects, I'm going to get somebody who wants to sell their house. And so you can mix and combine and create any sort of combination that you really want, whatever you find sexy as a company and the problems you want to solve. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to track the market response. You need to be able to know how many prospects you reach versus didn't reach. So you know where you need to spend your marketing dollars next, be it direct mail, SMS, cold calling, whatever. So you're going to be presenting at Flip Hacking Live. You, uh, I think everybody that's been listening to this wants to talk to you more. It's pretty obvious. Like I, I actually want to ask you more questions. I want like the computer open, these kind of things. So, um, and then on Thursday night of Flip Hacking Live, you're going to have a round table where people can come to your round table and ask you a bunch of questions. And um, I would really kind of be interested. I think we can set it up. I don't know if you're up for it, but I think you can actually like set up, we can give internet access and set you up on a computer and let you show people how it works and things like that. Would that, I mean, that's probably for me, like that's the next step for me. Like I, I get it, I understand it. I'm interested. You're talking about looking at your system and now it's like, can you show me that? So, um, and then they can probably find a lot of that stuff on YouTube and other places like that. But like having somebody there in person, computer open, uh, go through it and understand it, ask questions specific to them is pretty powerful versus watching a video in my opinion. So uh, I'm really excited to see you there. Like what kind of stuff should they expect from you at Flip Hacking Live? Yeah, so um, you're going to have uh, quite a few of my team members there. Um, uh, we, we actually run a challenge called the uh, Data Dollars Challenge. Uh, uh, Jessica is the one that runs that, and she has done a fantastic job, and she's going to be there. And the reason I mention that is because, um, like, she she's a math teacher by trade, and she understands REICF, like, like as much as me, if not better at this point. Um, and so uh, so you guys are going to be able to, you know, you know gauntlet the questions at, at our booth. Um, come up to me, you know, whenever. And, and my end objective is is to try to um, spread our vision, right? Our vision at REISIP is that all real estate companies have sales and marketing clarity. And if I can impress that upon a handful of individuals, if not the whole crowd, um, to start thinking in a more tactile way, in, in a healthier way on, on their um, data inside of their business, be it their leads or their prospects, then, then I've done my job, right? And so uh, me answering a thousand questions and 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 uh, interjecting when I hear somebody going down the wrong path, you know, is 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 uh, really going to be, you know, where um, I think I'm going to be really useful uh, to individuals there and just try to serve as many people as I can. So we're open book here, right? I'm going to tell you anything I know. I'm going to help you out the best that I can. Uh, I'm even open to, you know, like you said, sitting down and saying, hey, well, where are you at right now in your business? I mean, do you have a list I can upload? And literally, me like upload it and show you how quickly. You can go from zero to actually talking to sellers and, and getting correct numbers and conversions within like a one hour period in time, which like you mentioned, I, I do this all the time. Just last week, I went live inside of my Facebook community and I opened up my account and said, listen, I just uploaded 1300 records. Uh, I'm going to do these four filters real quick, set up a quick system, a process, and boom, uh, uh, I called a prospect uh, multifamily triplex. Uh, first number was dead, but it had a, a, a PR. I real quick skipped traced to PR, got uh, three more 
you know, four more phone numbers, uh, called on a third phone number, reached the PR. They weren't interested in selling, but hey, that's one triplex out of the 1300 in Okaloosa County. And that's a win for me, right? Within a 15 minute period in time, I, I would say that, that a lot of people, it takes them months and months and months to even get to this point. So we want to shortcut that, that process. To success. Yeah, I love it. And if you're listening, PR is a personal representative. So it must've been a probate or something like that. Yeah. The sounds of it, so. it was probate. All right. Well, uh, if you guys are listening and you haven't gotten your ticket yet, I don't know what you're waiting for because we have less than a month to go. Go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket. Um, Tyler's going to be there. We got 25 other speakers that are going to be there. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Every year it gets better and better. Um, the lineup that we have this year is just insane. And we really are meeting you where you are right now. So with the market shifting and changing and, and adjustments, like how are you preparing and what do you need to know? And, um, most of the topics and presentations are, are being finalized right now, like weeks, weeks before the event, not six months ago, weeks before the event, because I want to figure out where we are in the marketplace, what's happening, and we're adjusting right up to the minute of the, of the event. So it really is with you in mind. I love this event. We spent seven months putting it together. There's a ton of work behind the scenes. Um, right now, we have uh, just about 600 tickets sold. Uh, it's about a month out. We usually have a couple hundred tickets that sell uh, over the last couple weeks of the event. So grab your ticket. Don't miss out. We do have limited space. So go to fliphackinglive.com. Grab your tickets before they're gone. And I hope to see you guys there. I'm looking forward to it. I have a booth on Thursday night, like a round table. Um, we ha I think we have 30 round tables. So we have uh, all the speakers, the sponsors, everybody has a round table where we just sit around and like Tyler said, like we're there for you. We're totally approachable. If you have questions for us, whatever it is, bring it, we'll answer it. The VIPs get like three hours of it and the general mission folks get about an hour and a half. So the VIPs on Thursday night, we feed, uh, we have food there. They have an hour and a half all to themselves, like about a hundred people. And then everybody else goes to dinner and then comes back for the last hour and a half. We brought it back. Uh, it's probably one of the most powerful things that we do, uh, as well as all the other presentations from the stage. So go to flipbackandlive.com, grab your ticket, and I'll see you guys uh, See you guys there. That's the next time I'm in person somewhere. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, Tyler, thanks so much. Oh, hey, how can, how can they find out more about you? You have like a YouTube channel or something like that? Like where, where should they go? If you guys have any questions, I have a YouTube channel. Mostly everything I do is on the REI Sifting channel now. But... Um... Yeah, just uh, you know, reach out to me on IG if you have any questions. I can point you in the right direction, or just message our support on reisif.io. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'll see you guys um, at Flip Hacking Live because I mean, it, it's absolutely fantastic there. I had a, a fantastic time last time I was there. It's the first time I spent time at that hotel there. Plus, you get you know, you got Disney you know nearby, so it's like a nice way to double in on the tax deduction on going on vacation and also doing real estate. Um, and there's some amazing, you know, restaurants inside the hotel and they have hot tubs for whatever reason, a lot of hotels don't have hot tubs anymore. I don't know why, but this one does. So I'm super excited to bring the Kindle down there and relax in the evening after all the great conversations. Awesome. Yeah. Hot tub. It's got a, a lazy river, got a wave pool for the kids, slides, uh, slides for the adults, all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, definitely stay at the hotel. There's a golf course right there. I think a couple golf courses It's beautiful. So, uh, beautiful morning walk. what's that? It's a beautiful morning walk. I did that walk, a walk around the golf course every morning. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is. It's insane. So, all right, everybody, go to flipbackinglive.com, grab your tickets, and we'll see you there. Bye.